0: Hello and welcome once again to episode 77 of Code Completion. We're a group of iOS developers and educators hoping to share what we love most about development, Apple technology, and completing your code. My name is Dimitri, and I'll be your host once again for this episode, and I'm joined today by my fellow completionist, Spencer. Hey there. Last week, Apple announced the dates for WWDC 2022, so what better time to go over how to prepare for that? Uh, We figured since we are still quite a few weeks away from June 6th when the event is set to take place, We'll skip over what we think might be announced at WWDC uh, and instead focus on what to expect from the event itself. So uh, if you've never participated in uh, a WWDC, you'll immediately uh, start to notice WWDC is quite a mouthful. mouthful. Uh, So what most uh, veterans of the
1: event call it is just DubDub for short. Yep. Um, So DubDub is, uh, you know, it's... I don't know. I would say it's like almost like Christmas for us in some ways. And then it's also perhaps a little bit dreaded in others. <laughs> um, you know, it's cool because a bunch of stuff gets announced. Uh, we have, uh, you know, sort of the keynote uh, where, you know, it's it's more of a broad thing. And then they have like sessions and the sessions are what are really um, interesting because they dive a lot deeper into Uh, the things that are announced so for example um when i went the only time that i went to ww was um when the year that swift ui was announced and they you know announced swift ui and everything in in either the keynote or the state of the union i can't remember um but then like immediately after in the days following during wwdc you could go to these sessions and it was like less of a hey this is what uh we just uh you know we're announcing this new UI framework but it's more like okay let's get into like how do you actually use it so it's more of a hands-on experience or um well maybe not hands-on but you it's more of kind of like a smaller session where you're able to actually get some example code and get you know a little bit more understanding into how something works um so for example um i think paul hudson was the one that kind of is um Theory crafting this. He's saying like, maybe we'll get some like core data for Swift UI and maybe that gets announced. Uh, and then they'd probably have a session on specifically like, oh, hey, how, here's how you can integrate core data in your Swift UI or wh- whatever it is. I can't remember if that's what it was or, or not. Anyway, sessions are super cool because you kind of can get a deep or a direct kind of jumpstart into learning whatever gets announced and also... They tend to have things that maybe aren't announced, but um.
0: yeah. Not to mention, these sessions tend to be the only documentation you have for something, um, yeah. which is a little bit unfortunate. But it's also it's also fortunate that you have anything at all, um, because some things just get uh, added to the SDK, um, and there is nothing that describes how you're supposed to use it, uh, yeah. or like there's no documentation at all. Um, yep. And you you have no no lead as to like how you're supposed to use this thing that got added um, so sessions are like that prime way uh, for you to get introduced to everything that is new um, so that way you can take it a few steps further um, and learn about it like either directly by asking um, or by playing around with it or by checking out sample code and stuff like that um, yep. so, Uh, Yeah, every, every, every WWDC since the beginning has always had these sessions. And I I usually draw an analogy uh, to um, uh, kind of like an assistant, uh, a guest lecture at a university. Like this is something that is, at least in our world of Apple platform development, the latest and greatest breaking... Uh, new technology that is now available to us as app developers to go ahead and uh, develop for the platform. So uh, in some ways, it's like it like lags behind what academia actually uh, works on. But in others, it's ahead of it, um, because this is just where the industry is. Um, and the industry like takes and gives uh, in equal capacity. So uh, there is a lot to learn from the sessions. Um, and that is is that that is like the prime reason for the event itself. Uh, that said, uh, most people are not necessarily excited about WWDC for the sessions themselves. They're excited for a very different reason. The Keynote is where more the general public can get a preview as to like what's coming in iOS 16 in this case and macOS 13. Um it still feels weird to say Mac OS 13 because I'm, like, used to Mac OS 10.13 and like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's old. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess once we pass 16, then it'll be fine um, because we never had a Mac OS 10.16. Right. Uh, but in any case, yeah, so the keynote is where uh, Tim Cook and uh, everyone else that was part of the process of developing the new OSs, not necessarily hardware, but the new OSs will uh, come up on stage uh, and basically go over like what's new as far as new features uh, that are coming out. And those features right. may or may not have a developer component to them. Um, and sometimes you get excited. It's like, oh, maybe we'll be able to do that in our app. It's like, nope, you have to do that from scratch if you really want it. Um, so uh, the keynote is very much for the public um, to consume along with the rest of the developers that are watching. Uh, and the State of the Union, which usually comes right afterwards, after lunch usually, um, is the event for developers where it gets into the nitty-gritty, it's like there's code on stage, Uh um, and you learn about, like, some new fancy thing that just got added to Swift, uh, that we usually know about ahead of time, because Swift is public, um, so that's usually not a surprise, uh, but, like, new Xcode usually gets previewed and demoed, um, probably new Swift Playgrounds this year or something of the sort. Uh, and you get a rich uh, introduction to the actual APIs that got added. Um, so that would be like what you want to definitely make time to watch uh, on that Monday, which would be June 6th this year, um, to kind of get that information as soon as possible because that's going to help lead you into which sessions uh, you might be interested in because you all we have at that point is just a list of sessions. Um, so this would actually tell you, like, hey, these are the actual technologies that those sessions refer to.
1: Right, yeah. Um, and the best part about the sessions is, like like you said, you'll definitely want to check out the keynote and the State of the Union, like, day of, just to know what's available, and uh, both kind of from the user-facing but also developer side. But then the sessions, um, they're recorded, both these ones uh, that we have kind of virtually and past ones. And so you could go to... Uh, the developer app and watch those sessions again, you know, like for me, when I was learning kind of relearning Swift UI, or kind of brushing back up on it, um, a few, uh, like a month or two ago, uh, I rewatched those sessions, because I had forgotten a lot of, uh, (laughs) you know, just a bunch of just stuff about Swift UI. And, you know, in that time, um, that was, I think the, a couple of the ones that I watched were from 2021. And even in that time, I think a couple things had changed and the ones from previous sessions changed. So they're not um, they're not always like the code that shows on screen isn't always going to be exactly what you do, but it's going to give you a pretty rough uh, general idea of concepts to follow. Or, you know, if something changes name, you could probably Google, you know, like what what is the new name for? X thing I can't remember exactly a great example like I don't even think state object existed for example in swift UI to start with or something like that so mm-hmm. um, that's super nice um, you've also got like labs where um, when it was in person you could go in and schedule a time to actually sit down one-on-one with an Apple engineer uh, to look through your code and that was super cool I um, I didn't use the time but when I was there with the dub uh, dub um, I went with Paul Salt, uh, who did get scheduled some time and I just kind of tagged along just to see how it was. And it was super cool. I mean, just a line of developers, you know, asking Apple engineers for questions and they were all kind of segmented out into like, this is the map kit team. This is the Swift UI team and whatever. Um, Paul Hudson, like I got to see Paul Hudson, like talking with an engineer and stuff. And that was super cool. Uh, but they still do those labs, uh, virtually as well. So you can still schedule those. And um, I'm not sure how they do it, if they do it through, like, WebEx or something. I Again, yes. not, they do yes, it through
0: so WebEx. Yes, it's WebEx, uh, generally. Um, and you can't tag along anymore, uh, like you yeah, used to okay. be able to, because uh, it's, it's very much like a private uh, conversation. But it's a lot better nowadays, because you can go ahead and submit in advance what your question is, so you'll get mm. the engineer that knows exactly what you're talking about, rather than you show up at the lab and you find out, oh, that engineer was here yesterday. Uh, Uh And (laughs) therefore like you're, you're out of luck. Um, So yeah, although I do miss those times where you like show up to a seemingly empty lab and then you get like all the engineers surrounding you, like offering uh, different uh, pieces of advice on how to solve a particular problem. um, That isn't possible in, in these times, but we traded it for something that works a little bit better because you still get you still get one or two engineers that are helping you, uh, mm-hmm. and they are more focused exactly on the problem that you are uh, trying to solve. So that generally helps. Um, but yeah, to, to add a little bit more detail, labs are where you can get your, answer, your questions asked whether uh, they are, how do I go about this? How do right. I use this new technology that was just announced? Um, how uh, can I f- work around this bug that exists in the frameworks? Um, all of those kinds of questions are open uh, and they're generally very, very nice about like working with you to find a solution that works. You just need to be like open to outside criticism uh, if if that's uh, what it's called. Yeah.
1: Um, Pretty cool. I, you know rare opportunity to sit down with an Apple engineer and, and do that. So if you have something, that you know you think merits uh, that attention then i'd definitely do it just for the experience and i haven't even done it but i'm sure it's it's fantastic and i loved uh just kind of sitting in on Paul's, and it was very cool to kind of see them going back and forth and really working through i can't exactly remember what his what he was doing but you know working through on a pretty deep level um whatever his problem was i think it was like an api limitation or something so really cool uh definitely would would recommend 10 out of 10
0: (laughs) it's funny you mentioned that 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 as you were tagging along because i remember the exact opposite like i was the paul in your story and i had a friend Mm. who tagged along um and since i was the only one at uh, a seemingly empty lab on like av foundation or something something Uh nitty-gritty um i ended up with like all of the engineers helping me, and then that friend later was recounting like, "Oh, you should have, you should have just followed Dimitri to the labs. He got all the engineers. It was like a, a great discussion." <laughs> I just Knipes. remember him telling that story, that's uh, and awesome. I was just laughing because it's just really funny. Uh, but you mentioned the developer app, and I think that's that's mm-hmm. also something we should focus a little bit on. Yeah, uh, and the developer app is a great way of consuming all the information that's coming out of WWDC because it is a lot of information. Um, yes. like it will easily pack, uh, eight hour workday for the entire week. Uh, so, uh, the developer app has all the sessions in it. It has all the sample code. It has, uh, transcripts that you can go ahead and click and jump to that location in the video. Uh, Apple's a lot better nowadays of updating the sample code in there to like make sense post beta one, uh-huh. because that's yeah. generally what it matches is like, Hey, this is the first beta we're sharing with you and things change over time for the better um so uh the developer app is your hub to kind of get access to all this Uh, that said there's a developer app for your mac for your phones but also for your apple tv so if you have an apple tv and a large screen i definitely suggest like setting up a mini office in your living room um and kind of working out of there for that week because you can just have all the sessions just play off of there directly um, and that is generally a much easier way to consume them um, because they, they don't come out all at once. They come out like they trickle out every day, um, so that's a great way of kind of uh, having a constant feed of sessions that best mimics, like, the in-person WWDC without uh, the room packed full of people and lines and stuff like that. Uh, so if you don't have the developer app, I would definitely suggest downloading it. usually once the keynote... Uh, hits then all the sessions kind of show up uh throughout the week uh so then you can go ahead and start starring them um and make a system for yourself to know which ones you want to you're interested in and which ones you aren't so that way you can kind of follow along with just the
1: ones you are interested in yeah i was going to mention the starring that's like my (laughs) maybe not my favorite part it's super helpful though to have that because that's what i'll do is just go through and star all the things that i think i'm interested in and then it ends up being like half of the like 50 uh sessions that there are but uh then you can come back and you know um whether it's in person or online they've got you know probably three or four sessions going at the same time so there's just no way that you can keep up so being able to star them is nice for consumption later
0: mm-hmm Um, another, another, uh, key piece of WWDC, um, every year when it is announced, there's always a Swift student challenge, uh, that is also announced. Well, it hasn't always been Swift, but there's always a student challenge of some sort, um, that students can take part in, uh, and this applies to all sorts of students. So if you are, uh, a student in high school or in university, this applies to you. Uh, if you are part of a boot camp you can usually make this apply to you you might need to get a letter that says like you're participating in that boot camp um if you are not a white male uh, and you participate in lots of uh smaller um diversity communities uh this applies to you um so make sure that you are a member of those communities now um like Become a member in the most, like, concrete way. Like, usually there's a button for that. Make an account. Participate. Um, mm-hmm. That will help make you eligible for this. Uh, but the Swift Student Challenge is really cool because, um, one, it gives you something to practice on. Like, it, you can flex your your programming knowledge as best to your ability. It's not uh, competition, uh, per se. It's more of, like, they're interested to see who is putting effort into, uh, wanting to participate in this. Um, and as a result, you oftentimes win a bunch of swag, uh, which is really nice. Like you used to get swag, uh, as a part of the, the thousand six dollars ticket price. Um, but the, the students got in for free. So that was always like a benefit there. Uh, but nowadays you just get a bunch of swag. Uh, you get to meet Tim Cook and I think you're invited to Apple Park. Uh, for their keynote event. So uh, if you are anything that qualifies as a student, then definitely, definitely take part in this. It's a lot of fun. You get to meet a lot of people in your same cohort um, that you can then like forge friendships with for the rest of your career. So uh, definitely, definitely worth it.
1: Yeah. Didn't, didn't Lynn do that?
0: Yes, Lynn did it when she was uh, part of Lambda. Uh, yeah. I encouraged her to try her best to do it. I did it in my last year as a linguistics student, <laughs> so not oh, at nice. all, like, computer <laughs> science related. Um, like, I had gone to WWDC in the past, but I missed a ticket, so I was like, I am going for the student pass, <laughs> because uh, lotteries. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, it, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a great fun time, um, so definitely participate if you can. It's not... Yeah not difficult by any means if you've been doing any amount of programming up until this point uh if you're just starting off like you started learning Swift yesterday it might be a little difficult if you don't have any other programming knowledge but uh if you have been studying programming for a few months and Swift in particular then this should be um uh, something fun to challenge yourself with
1: yeah and it's not anything insane you, the i think the requirement even is that you do it in a Swift playground at this point so it's not yeah. So not a playground. The Swift, you have to use sorry, a Swift the playground app. app to make yes. an app, <laughs> right? So so it's, they're, they're
0: yeah. mixing it up. This time. Oh, uh, gotcha. Um, and the last piece of WWDC, which was kind of new last year, um, are uh, it's like a combo of a Slack workspace uh, that they mm. invited everyone to, uh, and office hours, uh, which was a new kind of uh, event uh, that you can go. To like there's a specific time period for them Uh, and you can ask questions and they will kind of answer them live Uh, so uh, that was a great kind of Q&A replacement for a lot of the sessions, Um, though they were very focused on like a few key piece technologies, so it's not like you can go there with like a question on the Accelerate framework like you used to be able to do Um, like this is not the place for that but for new stuff in SwiftUI this is a great way to like have all the SwiftUI team there uh, and someone is going to be able to answer your question. Uh, so definitely do participate in that. I think, um, what's his name? I think it's Matt from Big Mountain Studio uh, or Mark. 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 Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Mark. Your name is not Matt. Uh, M- Mark from <laughs> Big Mountain Studio uh, did an excellent job archiving uh, this for SwiftUI because that's what he focuses on uh, mm-hmm. in his books. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll leave a link in the show notes for last year's, uh, but there is a lot of great information in there, which I refer to uh, every now and then because uh, Google definitely leads me there'
1: there's no there's no answer anywhere else for a few of these yeah, it's cool to get again it's like a more generalized lab where it's not one on one but it's you know for example, the Swift UI team on just any people that want to ask, so you can get the answer directly from the source. So that's super cool. Um, I'm definitely going to participate in it this year. I didn't last year, um, but I did. I have looked through, uh, like, for example, Mark's uh, Swift UI thing, and it's very, very cool. Good stuff in there. And it's also like, hey, is there this thing? And they're like, oh, no, we should, you know, that would be great to add as a radar or a feedback uh, so that, you know, they can kind of gauge interest on, is this something that, should be pr- prioritized, I suppose. So,
0: And as, as we mentioned all of these things, I do want to like reassure you that you don't need to participate in all of them. Uh, yeah. There is so much that comes out this week um, that it can easily become overwhelming uh, that you don't know necessarily like what to do next. Um, so do know that these things exist and are available so that way you can go ahead and participate in them. Uh, but don't feel pressured into needing to participate in all of them yeah Uh, that's just the one thing i want to reassure you of everything is pre-recorded um everything can be consumed at a later date in fact i often take two three four weeks after wwdc to actually go through all the sessions um because there's just not enough time to do everything uh so uh don't feel like you need to that's all yep
1: definitely agree and like i said i've not participated in Um, I've not participated in these office hours now that they've been a thing um, online and stuff. So doesn't mean you shouldn't, but doesn't also mean that you should and need to as well. So kind of up to you. Um, That said, there is something new this year, right? Yes. So uh, they're going to have a special day for developers and students at the Apple Park to watch the keynote uh, and the State of the Union videos together, along with the online community itself. Uh, so I don't think at this point they've actually added like information on how to apply if that's, if I'm correct.
0: Yeah. So I expect this to fully be a lottery that, uh, you may or may not get a ticket. I don't think they'll be charging for them since it's on their own home base. They don't need to rent out a conference center. Um, spoiler alert, the ticket that you paid for WWDC, like paid maybe 20% of the entire cost of WWDC for Apple. Like, they did not make money off of uh, the 5,000 developers that came there with that $1,600 ticket yeah. price. That was purely just to, like, offset the costs a tiny bit. Uh, so, uh, if they're hosting it themselves, I don't think they will need to charge anything, especially if it's just a one-day thing. Um, so, this will probably just be, like, a, a fun way of, like, easing out of uh, pandemic times and sure. into... Um, into something that is more akin to an in-person event because in an in-person event you get to meet the people that you like seen haven't seen since last year there's a lot of that that you just don't get from an online thing that said there are tons of benefits from having it be all online so uh that said what do you expect uh this event to be do you think they're gonna um have a live keynote or do you think it's just gonna be like a projection screen and they're just going to put the keynote recording on there and you get to watch live with everyone else.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. I honestly, I probably think it's going to be pre-recorded, but maybe they'll have, uh, you know, Tim Apple and Craig come out uh, <laughs> afterwards and talk with them a little bit or something, make it like an in-person, not in-person event. If that makes sense where, um, I'm sure that, I I don't know, if I were having to be a part of the keynote, I would love to have it be pre-recorded so I could, you know, if I flub something, I could redo it or whatever. That would be, that sounds super scary to me doing it all live. Um, But at the same time, if they're inviting people, kind of seems like there will be some live aspect to it, even if it isn't the keynote. I don't know, what do you think?
0: Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm really leaning towards, like, they set up a giant projection screen, um, and you kind of get a watch outdoor style um, on their lawn, uh, and I think that's, that's probably the closest uh, thing that we'll get uh, to a live, like, yeah. aspect of it. And, like, they will be watching live with everyone else around the world, um, but they'll be part of a giant audience, which adds so much to energy, like... Uh, In the past, when I haven't gotten a ticket to WWDC, I did participate in AltConf, which is a conference (laughs) that takes place right next door to WWDC, Um, and they always set up a theater room where you can watch the keynote with everyone else, um, same way, and that is way better than just, like, watching in your living room, Uh, just because there's, like, so much energy there. So, I don't think that they'll probably put people in the Steve Jobs Theater or anything like that. I think it's still a bit too early for that, especially as COVID cases are climbing again, uh so if if they do anything at all I do think it'll be outdoors they'll probably set up a giant projection screen um in like the shaded area of mm-hmm. Apple Park's disc uh and everyone can kind of like watch from afar with giant speakers and they'll be able to see and hear and I think that'll be great um yeah, because cool. if if you are in the area that is something that like you can go ahead and hang out with all the people that uh you probably see more often than those of us that are not in the area so i don't think i'll be going to something like this because i am not in san jose uh and it's kind of a waste to go up there just for uh one day especially with all the traveling involved Mm -hmm. um but if you are in the san jose area there'll probably be like a sign up link where you'll just get a get a lottery ticket and if you win you win if you don't you don't um and yeah i think i think it'll be a lot of fun for the people there Um, it's just probably going to not be worth it, uh, for anyone else, especially if you're going to be traveling back and forth just for that day, um, because then you'll be missing out on everything else of, uh, WWDC.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that's been cool about kind of going on the flip side of it, not being in person is, well, we've mentioned a couple things. They've been able to do these, these office hours and everything, but also along with that is like. Because they're not, um, okay, so for example, when I was at Dub, they had, I think, probably three or four sessions going at the same time. And so what they mm-hmm. had to do was time block out, you know, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half, I can't exactly remember. But maybe some uh, sessions went really short, right? And so it's just you're chilling there for that kind of in in term or intermediate amount of time while the other sessions finish up and then you can go to another session but because it's online i think it's really nice that if you get a short session like some sessions are 20 minutes and it's done some are longer but because it's all online you can kind of do it at your own leisure or yeah uh, immediately you know hop into another session so um for as as much of like the social and uh the, the cool parts about just hanging out in you know this conference center with a bunch of people that kind of share a lot of your same interests, I think there's also some really good parts about it being online as well.
0: They, yeah, I think they've done
1: to... a really good job about it, really, is mm-hmm. I guess what I'm trying to say.
0: Not to mention the State of the Union was always rough for a lot of developers, especially the ones that went to either wake up early to join the line or were there all night. Yeah, um, I don't know who those ones were. Oh, yeah, um, that'd be weird. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like since 4 p.m. the previous day, like total oh. total wackos. Um, but <laughs> before you think I'm making fun of anyone, that's me. Yeah. Um, So <clears throat> it was always rough to kind of stay cognizant during those times yeah. uh, and be able to like really process what's being announced and uh, it it was not the best way to kind of consume a lot of technical knowledge that you need to like remember to do your job. Um, so th- that's another immediate benefit of it being online is it forces the crazy ones like me to not do that um, and <laughs> <laughs> just sleep like a normal person on that day.
1: <laughs> that's awesome
0: um so let's move into how to prep for wwdc because as yes. we mentioned it seems like a whole lot uh so what are things that you can do to kind of make sure that you get the most out of it without like expending a whole ton of energy the week of and then getting completely trained
1: yeah i think well paul hudson demetri has this really good link to paul hudson's wwdc repo and it's got a ton of information there, but really you can kind of just like go over what came out last year, like what was announced. Um, and you know, for example, Swift UI going back again from Swift UI, we've had Swift UI as a kind of a key set of sessions for the last couple of years. You could go back and kind of, if you're like, you know what, I'd really like to, uh, make the most of the very probable Swift UI changes that are coming be good to have a base of knowledge uh from previous sessions um you could i don't know uh i don't know yeah uh, (laughs) well how would you prep for for that stuff
0: yeah so um i often joke that like someone should hold or write a bunch of articles of what was announced two years ago at wwdc because that's what you can start using right now um Mm, because like you've waited for those versions to kind of uh become the main version that everyone is running um so there's reasons to watch all the sessions for that um but as as you mentioned um just kind of getting up to date with like what was just announced is going to be the starting point for what is going to build upon that so um not everything is going to get a continuation story like combine was Uh, a classic framework that got announced with a lot of excitement, and then nothing happened to it year one. Uh, Afterwards, nothing happened to it two years down the line. Uh, And uh, now Apple has basically said, like, hey, uh, we have a new uh, set of uh, uh, APIs that we're releasing completely asynchronous to the main SDK um, called Async Sequence... um, APIs. I don't remember what they're called. Uh, but they have a bunch of APIs that build upon async await um, and async sequences uh, to be able to do a lot of things that combined it, like throttling and stuff like that. So uh, they basically they basically spelled out that the writing is on the wall for combine um, because you have like a first party language feature that kind of negates its need um, mm-hmm. and makes it something that works a lot better. So if anyone has done any amount of Uh, swift server stuff with vapor uh combine is basically the same thing as the event loop features that you're used to working with uh except it calls them promises and uh consumers i think um i'm i am i have used Combine to like a capacity of oh let me copy paste someone else's uh (laughs) block of code that seems to work and this seems to work for me too um think subscriptions and publishers or whatnot uh Mm -hmm. but in any case like async await does all those things and async sequences as i've said for a while do all those things as well so um i i don't think combine is going to get a year three in fact we're likely going to see the replacement of combine this year um as far as apis go but uh a lot of things like swift ui like those directly build on what came previously um there's a lot of sessions on networking that i'm always interested in that build upon the previous ones um and and kind of tell a story of like how things are evolving little by little and they will mention like hey last year we talked about this this and this uh and this year we're kind of building on that so uh getting a refreshing yourself over the next two months um is a good way of like one adding to your knowledge because now you probably know a little bit more than last year so uh, you can go ahead and fill in those gaps uh and two, being ready for what's going to be announced and getting excited um and like making your own wish list uh in the back of your head, so that's a great way of of uh prepping session wise yeah.
1: uh, sorry real quick before we move on, I just wanted to mention in the w w c or sorry the developer app um there are they'll usually do like a what's new in session and those would be probably really good to brush up mm-hmm. on as like a very more of a general thing and not like hey this is how um uh let's see what was the one in swift ui it was like um oh now i'm gonna sorry one second right like they have more like an 11 minute session like craft search experiences in swift ui It's not like that detailed, but it's more of like, here's what got announced. Here's what Swift UI is going to have in a little bit more of a broad sense. So that would probably be a good thing to prep for if you're like, what's going to be new in Swift UI, you know, this year. Mm -hmm, Definitely.
0: Uh, And they usually like organize them by featured sessions and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So you can probably just focus on those unless you're really interested in uh, something else that you didn't like just didn't register the first time around. Um, so those ones would generally be the best. And again, you'll fill in the knowledge that you probably forgot about, uh, in the process. So they're always, uh, great ways to like, um, catch up on stuff. Not to mention if you ever have like difficulty falling asleep at night, they make excellent fall asleep <laughs> videos, uh, to just like have running on your iPad, not saying that because they're boring or anything, but, um, I've found personally that anything that's like rich in technical material um, is excellent to fall asleep to because your mind will like overwork itself and then crash yeah. Um, yeah, and that power yeah um and it's not gonna generally speaking it doesn't like over overwork itself and keep you awake in the same way that like a enticing story might like keep you up many hours into the night uh, because you're not left wondering what's coming next uh, but you're just like pondering on that thing that someone said and then you start like closing your eyes and imagining it and you like completely uh shut down at that point and that's like an excellent way to fall asleep. Nice. Um so WWDC <laughs> videos and uh uh lectures on quantum physics, A plus uh gets you thinking. <laughs>
1: yep. Nile Red videos too. they're awesome, but they are technical.
0: Yep. Saving us from that uh that uh uh, moment of, of weakness for both of us. Um, <laughs> another thing you can prep for um, are the labs. So come prepared into the week of dub with questions within your own apps. Make sure the code around the area is kind of cleaned up. Um, get ready to ask the question in prose. Um, so that way you can go ahead and once those Uh, lab sessions open up you can immediately start registering for them uh, and saying like hey this is my question I failed a feedback about this already Um, like you don't want them to tell you mid session oh uh, for that bug you mentioned that you know is a bug can you file a feedback for it and then we can look into it file the feedback first with all your sample code that uh, might be related and this is the chance that someone's going to look at your feedback like 100% guaranteed um they they will look at that feedback and they're not going to respond on the feedback thing but they're going to respond directly to you uh and help you work around it or uh find a different way like if you just say like hey this is not working that's not going to lead to a constructive um conversation but if you say like hey am i doing this wrong are there any alternatives uh that i can go about um like solving this um is there some wacky uh private api uh, side channel that I can perhaps use just to mm-hmm. kind of fix this bug for my customers. Uh, like the developers themselves, they're often uh, the engineers at Apple those developers are often uh, very happy to help you fix like the problem that you're trying to solve because they're building a product for you. Like the APIs that they're building uh, that's their, their users are you. So uh, as best as they can help you, um, that is going to help out the most. Not to mention, this is probably the one time a year that you'll get anything fixed um, that you request directly. Um, So getting an engineer's eyes on it directly via a lab may be the only chance that you can get something fixed. Like you can give them a a convincing story as far as like a a user story, if you will. There you go. About uh, why uh, that bug is important to you and how it will like help make your app better. Uh, and if you can convince them in that moment, then they will probably just get that earworm and just fix it um, because they have the engineering time to actually do that. Um, so if you go ahead and submit bugs on beta 8, probably never going to be fixed. Um, but if you get them in during beta one, even if they're old bugs, uh, you have a, a much higher chance at uh, kind of getting them included for that year's release. Um, so definitely try for it. Uh, use the labs to your advantage, um, and sign up for as many of them as you can. The labs are way more important than the sessions. Sessions are all pre-recorded. The labs only happen once, um, or sometimes, sometimes again during tech talks later in the year. And I applaud Apple for doing that. That was like uh, my one request every single year when they asked for feedback at the end of Dub Dub. Is like, hey make these labs available more often because yeah. like you don't know you need them on day one, or week one, like you didn't even touch the API yet. Um, but a few months down the line, that's when you realize. So, uh, they do do that nowadays. I don't know if they're going to continue doing it. I hope so. Um, but yeah, definitely pre-file for feedbacks, uh, pre-file your feedback reports or radars or whatever you want to call them. Uh, go ahead and prepare for the labs that you're potentially interested in. There's always a lab on every API Um, or something that kind of fits in there Uh, and if you get close enough they'll usually pull in the engineer from the other team that can help Uh, so definitely make the most out of that
1: yep Um, another thing would be to just make sure that you have you know as much time as is reasonable to kind of focus on dub dub while it's going whether you know you have uh, signed up for labs and you know you need to make time to be there for the lab or you just want to watch The keynote state of the union and a bunch of sessions or whatever um that probably depends on your job or if you know well yeah i'll I'll stick with the job for now um like at my current job it's pretty open where we we usually just all will watch the um keynote and the state of the union and then you know kind of like as you want you can watch whatever sessions you want it's it's pretty just whatever but like Mm -hmm. when we when i was teaching at lambda uh, we'd watch the keynote and i maybe the state of the union with the students, but then from there we had to get on with the rest of our day. And so it was kind of like a asynchronous, do it on your own time type of thing. And so that, you know, it just depends on the job, I think, but if you can, mm-hmm. uh, convince your employer to let you watch some sessions and be like, Hey, you know, we're going to be using a bunch of, uh, Swift UI or a bunch of async await, you know, convince them however you want to, Uh, To let them watch it in the moment and just say, hey, the the sooner we learn this, the sooner (laughs) it can get implemented into the app or whatever. So,
0: Yeah, from personal experience, you shouldn't have a very hard time if your main role is an iOS developer or a macOS developer, Apple platform developer in general, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have a hard time convincing your boss uh, to focus on this for this week. Yeah. Um, it's not vacation. <laughs> it certainly is not vacation. You will be mentally uh, mentally uh, outcapacitated um, by the end of, by the end of this week. I guarantee you, like you are going to be filling uh, your mind with so many ideas um, and uh, new avenues to explore the whole time. So uh, it will definitely be beneficial to your team. Uh, and everyone you're working with for you to focus on this um so make sure from now you let them know like hey um on june 6th to june 10th i believe this year uh or june 11th i don't know it's always sometime around then uh go ahead and make sure that you can have time to focus on this and not deal with like a release or anything like that because the more you focus on this now means the less you can focus on it later, the more you can get bugs that you've experienced fixed. Like make that case. Like say, hey, this is our one chance to talk with Apple engineers. Yeah. Um I would like to make the most out of it so that way we can fix all of these old bugs that we have um that are potentially framework bugs, but you don't know. Like that's that's the that's the wonder of labs is uh they can go ahead and help you do that uh and solve those problems uh so definitely practice this if you've never kind of done it before but if you're a junior on an ios team you shouldn't have too much trouble like convincing uh anyone that this should be the focus of your time because uh this is where you will make the most of uh progressing yourself for your team if that makes any sense yep definitely and if you are in the San Jose area or Cupertino it's all Santa Clarita Valley, like that whole uh, area, do keep an eye for that keynote invite lottery thing that may or may not be a lottery who knows uh but that will definitely be a fun a fun way of uh spending that Monday um and getting to know a bunch of people and uh seeing a bunch of people you may only know online um I can almost guarantee there will be tons of people there. It seems like San Francisco uh in general is kind of over the whole pandemic thing uh uh so like people are kind of gathering in person uh so do do keep an eye out for that it will definitely be worth it um be safe if you are going um like i i if i were in the air i would still wear a mask even if it's outdoors even if it's kind of um like not in an indoor kind of scenario um but like to, to each and every one about how you want to uh, judge your risk um, for things like that. But yeah. uh, it will still be really fun if you can make it. So uh, do keep an eye out for that.
1: Yep. And with the labs, um, they usually open up after the keynote or the stated Union, if I remember right. And I think you can kind of sign up as long as there's space um, the day of, or maybe the day before. I can't quite remember.
0: Uh, yeah i i think if they are still open the day of they stay open Um, but they tend to fill up quite fast so if you do have any yeah if you have have anything in particular you want to ask do make sure to sign up for it yeah um they they fill up quickly that said the ones that do fill up the most they generally open up a second one um just to like continue uh continue giving people the most chances they can get um but if it kind of doesn't fill up until the very last minute they're probably not going to do that so uh do do go ahead and flood the system Uh, Mm -hmm. do make sure to make all of the ones that you like um uh, reserve like don't waste their time like that they will not appreciate that um especially since they are giving up their time instead of working on their regular jobs to help others uh don't don't squander that um for for all of us as a community we won't we don't want people setting a bad example Uh, so uh sign up for as many as you need uh but do make sure to make them um yeah this week's episode of code completion is brought to you by pennant calling all sports fans want to keep track of the season but there's so many teams and not enough time check out pennant pennant provides sports standings at a glance pennant displays league standings as a simple bar chart where the best teams rise to the top throughout the season of course, you can dig in deeper with team stats, game results, and more. Version 10 introduced the all-new customizable My Pennant view, where you can build a wide selection of visualizations for any sport, division, or team. Unlock Pennant Premium to add as many blocks as you'd like and put any of them on your home screen as a widget. Whether you follow MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, or MLS, Pennant has you covered with more sports and leagues coming soon. Thank you so much to Pennant for sponsoring Code Completion. Download Pennant on the iOS App Store today. So as always, I want to personally thank everyone for listening in this week. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at Code Completion to know when new episodes get released. And feel free to tweet at us if there's ever a topic you'd like for us to dig into. Most importantly, as a small podcast, please be sure to share this with your friends and family who are also interested in any part of the process of app development. Um, It doesn't even have to be code-related, as you saw this week, we talked about (laughs) DubDub. It's your support that enables us to continue doing this, and we hope to grow a healthy community around everything we discuss. Once again, I want to give my thanks to Spencer, who is at Spencer C. Curtis. That's S-P-E-N-C-R-C-C-U-R-T-I-S on Twitter for joining me this week. My name, once again, is Dimitri. You can find me at Dimitri Buñol. That's D-I-M-I-T-R-I-B-O-U-N-I-O-L. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. So,
1: do you think WWDC will ever be in person again? Yeah, I think so. But I don't know if it will come back in maybe the same capacity or the same format. I don't know. I think, uh, like I said, I think the transition from, you know, always having been in person to these last few years having been um, completely just online have been pretty good um, sessions. Uh, like I said, I, I love that the sessions some are literally eleven minutes long and some are you know forty minutes long, and that's really nice that they can kind of work it out like that. And I would assume scheduling you know, uh, venues to kind of handle that would be a lot harder. So maybe it's shorter in person, like maybe it is still going on for a whole week, but there's only one or two days where it's in person, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I do think that we'll be giving up
0: a lot for it to be in person. I think that the, the more studio produced keynotes Um, and sessions are way better they are edited they cut out any unnecessary bits and pieces they're not trying to fill an hour as you mentioned Um, like in the past a 20 minute session today would have been an hour session it just had to be so it's going to be padded with stuff that was from like just reminders from a year ago two years ago nothing new Um, and that more or less felt like oh i got one or two nuggets out of this and that was interesting but um the one and two nuggets could have been just 20 minutes kind of like the 10 minute youtube video phenomenon where yeah, like every right. every youtube video is 10 minutes i don't know if you've noticed this if there is maybe like one or two nuggets of information in every video uh but it needs to be 10 minutes to get ad revenue and therefore they are 10 minutes they're just yep. padded uh and repeat the same things three or four times uh to get there so uh that's just how it needs to be Um, But WWDC doesn't need to be that it can be like here's a quick 20 minute thing on this like super cool API and how to use it in two different situations and done Um, There are even like five minute super short sessions Yeah, um, and they used to just like add those at the very end uh, as like a little video thing for like the two people that need CarPlay Um, (laughs) like actually implementing CarPlay in cars not not, like implementing in apps uh, kind of thing so like, they do have those, but they were very rare. And now, mm-hmm. like, almost all sessions are like that. Similar for the keynote. Like, the keynote had to be two hours just to, like, fill in a block of time that made it reasonable for people to actually attend. Nowadays, like, keynotes are just an hour, even 40 minutes sometimes. Um, They just get through it a lot quicker. They don't need a pad with, like, here's our uh, retail stores are going. Uh, yeah. And then, like... <laughs> All the stuff that like you don't care. Here is a twenty-minute game demo to oh my gosh, like, dude! The AR game demos, dude. <laughs> it's not all the AR ones, like just in general. No, like I know. here is this new like killing mechanism game, and they're gonna show off all their oh, fancy effects yeah. for twenty minutes, and yeah, like I could not care. Uh, those are the points in time where, like, as I was staying up since four a.m. uh four p.m. the previous day, uh. And, like, sitting through the keynote, that's when I would, like, start to doze off, but didn't yeah. want to doze off because the camera would, like, pan on the audience and gain, gauge, like, excitement. And it's like, there's no excitement. Everyone's um, sleeping. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. to those aspects, I, d- I definitely don't want an in-person WWDC uh, because I feel like it would ruin them. Similar yeah. to labs. Like, the fact that you can pre-register for labs and have your questions screened uh, yeah. and someone will go ahead and like schedule the best engineers that can answer your question at the time that they can answer it i think that is a clear improvement on labs that said maybe the things like office hours those work better as an in-person thing where you can just have like a group and people can raise their hands and ask Mm -hmm. questions and people can build upon those questions and uh no one has to spend time typing maybe that works a lot better um like one nice thing about sessions in the past is the shorter ones. Like there were mics set up and you can ask questions or you can head to the stage and just start talking with those engineers as like a micro lab. Um, because they're right there. They just announce it. you can say, Hey, like how do you, how, while it's still fresh in your mind, Hey, how do you, how would you use this for this uh, mm-hmm. in this situation? They can go ahead and answer those questions. Um, so those are like points for an in-person WWDC. Um so it's it's definitely, like, who knows which is better at this point. I do feel like we've made a lot of advances with how things are set up now mm-hmm. that we might lose a lot of those if WWDC does return to something that is in-person. Not to mention, like, all the travel. Like,
1: just... Yeah, I mean, people were traveling from all over. I mean, I'm a couple states away, but um Paul, you know, is from the East Coast. And then you have people from you know the other side of the world that trying are to get visas to yeah, just to come over i mean it's crazy like the um mm-hmm. they dimitri mentioned the the alt Conf app or sorry the alt Conf. they had an app where you could see where everyone was coming from and it was just insane everyone was coming from everywhere i mean it's it was a hu- it still is a huge deal but when it was in person it was huge and you know people even if they didn't get win the raffle and get a ticket to dub dub they just come to the the i think it was the marriott hotel right next door and just do all comp there and you know go out to dinner and and lunch and everything and that's where i met dimitri for the first time i actually ironically i've been cleaning this this room uh in back of me here um it it just is kind of like a i don't know mostly storage space um but i'll like work on computers and stuff in there and i found your uh little um Uh, business card, my moo card, uh huh. Yeah, Uh, I was like, Oh, sweet! So, I just found that yesterday. So, um, yeah, I met Dimitri there for the first time, that was super cool. Um, I mean, there's a social aspect to it, which when you get together with a bunch of people that aren't very social, it ends up being really fun because Mm -hmm. we were like, went to dinner, and you know, uh, I went with Andrew Madsen to get like some sweet ramen, and you know, it was really fun. All of the aspects that were kind of around dubdub Dub, but not necessarily a part of it if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I definitely made an effort to go every year despite getting a lottery ticket or not. Um and that was mostly to uh connect with fellow developers that I would see only that time of year. Mm-hmm. Um but also like AltConf was right there. There were interesting sessions that they also had um there was the capacity to sneak in for some labs um and yeah. uh it, <laughs> I it's, about it's just, it, it was beneficial in general to kind of be there at that time rather than be at home nowadays i would say it's more beneficial to be at home mm-hmm. so you can better consume all the information uh than to be there and i would almost rather apple have subsequent events or tech talks that are more focused to individual cities Um, and that would maybe decrease the large amount of travel that would be necessary to attend Mm -hmm. uh, these things and you tend to form a more local clique uh, than a large international one which has its downsides but it was getting to the point where there were far more than the five to six thousand developers that were interested in going Uh, and therefore like the people that you met sometimes couldn't go the next time and it would be harder and harder for them to uh make the case to go travel there like i'm in la it's just a drive away literally it's a few hours but i don't need to get on a plane i don't need to uh organize any visas like i could just get a hotel room um and drive up and yeah. uh that was a lot easier in san jose than san francisco because parking in san francisco is a nightmare um but it was easy uh for a lot of people it's not easy uh and it's something that i think today's wwdc benefits them a lot more and there are a whole lot more of them than there were people that could make it in person
1: yeah for sure i'd say overall it's a net gain uh, definitely online
0: Mm -hmm. and i think if if wwdc in the future just ends up being like a fun keynote day that mm-hmm. for the people who can make it in person they can go uh, then just hang out for that day i think that is totally a-okay in fact if apple were to kind of do that in a lot of major cities like hey we rented out a theater um all the people in utah go to this place and you yeah. can kind of enjoy it all together uh and you'll get to like meet all the developers in your area Uh, if you're in LA, you go to LA. If you're in Paris, you go to Paris. If you're in Tokyo, you go to Tokyo kind of thing. Um, I think that would probably be a lot more beneficial, uh, than kind of having a bunch of people fly out to one city, um, and not get a whole lot out of it that you would have gotten a whole lot more online. Um, now that doesn't mean that there aren't things that they could do throughout the week to benefit the people that are there maybe those q and a's are like filmed there and you can be in the audience or you can be at home and type questions in. you know um like there are many ways that they can go about doing it so if there isn't ever an in-person wwdc i expect it to be radically different because the current way that they were doing it i don't think um is something that translates to something that can happen nowadays like it was kind of growing too far far faster than it could Uh kind of maintain I remember in the very early days like getting a ticket just meant buying a ticket um, and then it turned into buying a ticket within two hours of it being announced uh-huh. and it turned in buying a ticket within two minutes of it being announced and then it turned into uh, buying a ticket and who knows if the server is going to crash on you um, and you're not going to get a ticket uh, then it turned into the lottery which okay. was more fair but at the same time less fair to the people who really really wanted to go yeah Um, if you want to like look at it that way
1: yeah i mean that was the thing right like i think lambda put in you know all of our names for to go to dub dub i maybe or at least all of the full-time instructors Mm -hmm. i can't remember but uh ben didn't get to go neither did andrew uh but me and paul just happened to win and so we we both won and it's like i felt so bad especially for ben because i was like oh man, you know, so I get that, that it's, it's fair, but also unfair. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, we are in a better place now. And I yeah. think it would be uh, a loss for us to revert back to like that in-person style. And like, we get a whole lot of benefits out of it being asynchronous like this. Yep. So it, if, if, Have you ever been to any of the tech talks that Apple kind of traveled around and did? No. So I've been to them once um, for an Apple TV one. Um, And it was great. Like there was a a little mini sessions uh, for the Apple TV stuff Uh, in particular. They set up a lab room where you can go ahead and like test things out and uh, play around with it on hardware and show people and stuff like that um so that was all set up and it was completely free and like very local uh so if you're in the area you're probably gonna get your ticket uh if you're not in the area it's like not worthy to fly out because they're gonna travel to your area next right um so it's sorry there's a cat behind the computer doing chaos so (laughs) there's a not a lot that uh you can announce new at things like that but mm-hmm. you can catch people up have labs like labs apply no matter what time of year um sorry sesame stop it <laughs> i think this is the end of our podcast She's all right. biting all the cables behind them
1: so i don't know what
0: should... train of thought i was going on but yeah in person bad uh online asynchronous good uh, yep. meeting sporadically throughout the year even better uh let's do this see you all soon right. everyone <laughs> all right bye bye